The name of the pod was our last, best hope for peace. It was the dawn of the third age of mankind, the year the Great War came upon us all. This is the story of the last of the Babylon podcasts. The year is 2259. The name of the pod is Babylon 5. Episode 24, Points of Departure, in which Babylon 5 welcomes a new commanding officer and a gaggle of renegade Mimbari seek to stir up trouble. Hello, friends, and welcome back to The Name of the Pod, your Babylon 5 podcast, where we talk about the enduring cultural legacy of the show Babylon 5. Uh, We're starting now our second season. Uh, Welcome for the new listeners. I am one of your hosts, Christopher Tatro, and with me as always, the LL to my cool J. Uh, my name is John Cassie. Hello, Chris. Hello, John. I'm doing that uh, uh, <clears throat> deliberately to try to make John laugh because he's he's presently suffering from uh, uh, some sort of like drowsy hemorrhagic fever. Uh, his joke. That's right. I'm stealing that. Um, and uh, and doing what I can to uh, right impede. Uh, his I, 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 I find that uh, that 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 the act of uh, the act of laughing. Uh, is going to be very problematic. So, and since we laugh a lot on this program, yeah. you'll no doubt yeah. hear the effects of drowsy hemorrhagic fever. Yeah. Well, we can, we can uh, be you know, dour in, in good and, order. Uh, and and wooden if you'd like. But there's nothing to be dour or wooden about, baby. But this is season we've two. We've got a new sheriff in town. I was going to say this is season two, so we've lost a lot of dour and wooden. We've lost a lot of dour and a fair amount of wood. Yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's a little harsh, but uh, we're you know, those of you who who are familiar with the show, which I think. Anybody who's listening 24 episodes into to a season Babylon two, 5 podcast, I'm right. thinking they know the show. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, we, uh, we, we, we open on a, uh, on a shot of the uh, storied Earth battleship. The Agamemnon. Agamemnon. Yes. And its, uh, and its war hero, legendary Captain John Sheridan. Star killer. Star killer. Uh, yeah, not quite as good a title. I will, uh, uh, I will continue to maintain as Deathwalker. True. Uh, it's too bad the new two uh, of them never met. Yeah, Star Killer, Deathwalker, War Master. Mm. You know they've got a real, they've got a knack for these kind of killer titles on this program. Yeah. Yeah. I still think War Master is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it is a good one. Um, so yeah, we've got we've got uh, Captain Sheridan coming to take the helm, um, and between season one and season two, we've Commander Sinclair has been uh, has been you know shuffled off to uh, to go and be a, essentially an ambassador on on the Mimbari homeworld. Uh, if the, if you were watching the video feed, folks, you would uh, you would have just seen my air quotes around ambassador. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, I'm not the Mimbari are playing a long game, as we all know. We've been talking about the Mimbari long game for a long time, and this is, uh, uh, you know, Act Two or Act Three of a of a multi-act stage play that the Mimbari are, are bringing out. Now, of course, they're going to bring those. They're going to bring many of us more up to speed on those first couple of acts mm-hmm. in this episode, aren't they? They, yeah, yeah, they are. Um, you know, we'll spend most of our time today, I think, talking about the arrival and and the character of uh, of John Sheridan. Um, yes. 
but we're also there we get a, we get a big data dump of what's going on with the mimbari you know and the the reason behind the uh end of the war and and that sort of thing so those are going to be our i think those those top two topics are going to take us through uh take us through the episode here i would think so yeah. yes all right so let's let's start with let's start with captain sheridan okay um, um like i like i'd said before um uh, storied war leader, mm-hmm. right? Uh, only, uh, only human, uh, the, the only commander of a human ship able to score a, uh, you know, a proper kill against a Mimbari, uh, warship. Yeah. Clever tactician. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, and he says that he, he describes the, 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 the tactics that he used to, to take down the Mimbari ship, um, you know, hiding in the asteroid belt. Uh, and kind of like sneaking out, not super honorable, but you, you know, you do what you have to do. Um, but you know, the, and I think he mentions that it wasn't the only one that was taken down, but it was, it was the biggest one. And no, I think that's it. Is that it? Okay. Maybe I'm misremembering. I thought that, that others have been, yeah. No, no, he's it. And in in fact, you'll, you'll remember that the, the technology that the Mimbari used to make it Essentially yes. impossible to 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 for Earth for Earth ships to, uh, you know, to do them in, remains an unsolved problem. Yeah, yeah, they can't get a target lock. Right, even even now they can't get a target lock because mm-hmm. they can't they can't see these ships. Right, um, right. And, you know, and and this yeah. I, I gotta say this might be, this might be my addled brain which we've had issues with in the past, but I, mm. I think this was the first time that I realized in the course of the show that the Battle of the Line was so close to Earth. I um, I don't think they mentioned where. I mean, we knew it was called the Battle of the Line, but I don't remember it being mm-hmm. like, all right, this is at Earth, and you know, it's the last stand. I thought it was out, sort of on the on the frontier between Earth and Minbari space, but uh, but no. Oh yeah, no. <clears throat> um, you know, I I think that there were you know almost dozens of occasions. Mm-hmm. In season one, where they could have said, "The Battle of the Line fought," uh, you y- you know, uh, uh, just outside the orbit of the moon, mm. fought at, fought near Mars, mm-hmm. fought at the asteroid belt, fought at, you know whatever, yeah. right? I I think about <clears throat> I think about Star Blazers. Mm-hmm. Okay, the very first episode of Star Blazers, a uh, nineteen late nineteen seventies American repackaging of the kind of seminal Japanese um, story, space battleship Yamato. Um, in the, in the Americanized version, we see the last fleet that that humanity can offer in resistance to the enemy, the Gamelons, mm-hmm. and they are very clear about where that fleet is. Yeah. Right, it's out near Pluto. Mm-hmm. They're very clear where it is, and and by being so clear, uh, the the you, you're not even you're not even three minutes into that program, and already your heart's beating. Like, what do you mean? If we're yeah. fighting near Pluto, then we're done. Yeah, right. It's been pushed right all now, the way back here. Right. The battle of the battle of the line is a little vague. Mm-hmm. Right. It's kind of like in. Star Trek Discoveries, the Battle of the Binary Stars. Name them. Yeah. Star Trek does that all the time. Narendra Three, Wolf Three Five Nine, Galorndon Core. They just they they do they give them a name, mm-hmm. right? 
So in 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 this case, what I think may have done you in was there were a couple of references, visual references to Earth. Mm-hmm. There was a planet in the background. Okay. But it was <clears throat> during during the flashbacks, you know, we're right, talking about right. probably during it, times when you could have been told when yeah, where it was. Yeah. Right. But I was but focused like on on you know the star right, the the, right. the fighters and you know and, and everything sure. and wasn't looking at what was going on in the background. Oh, there's a planet there. Yeah. Okay, fine. You, of course, it's it's yeah. near a planet. Sure. So right. so you I, know, no, this is when when you remember that that Jakar would was you know in 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 very early days, mm. you know maybe even in Gathering, you had them on their knees. I, they were beaten and then you surrendered. Right. I, That's how close we were to being defeated. I don't think I realized. Quite how on the knees humanity was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, so that was. So you once know, you remember it, it's shocking, right? It really is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so that was that was kind of a um, a, 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 a moment for me uh, in realize what, what do you mean they in the asteroid belt? Oh my God, that's where the battle of the line was. Good grief! Right, right, um, right. So right, yeah, it was right. it was really it was really coming down to it. Um, yeah, and Sheridan, you know, we, we he is a, he's a starship captain, whereas we had Sinclair being more of a a, a fighter pilot. Uh, you know, a lot was made of Sinclair's piloting heritage right. and abilities right. and whatnot. And I think we talked a couple of times last season about Sinclair being more of an action hero leader, right? Um, right. Where you know he's 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 getting into you know, fist fights and using Kirk Fu and, and, you know, out right. hopping in his, his star fury at the drop of a hat. Uh, right. and I, th- I think that we're seeing a very different commanding officer in, in Sheridan. Um, right. Even in, even in the first 45 minutes of getting to know him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't jump into a fighter to go out when the, uh, when the Trigati, the, the Mimbari battleship arrives. Um, right. He's he's there on the bridge and he's he's you know giving the commands. Um, so you, he's looking at he's looking at situations from a much uh, larger, I think from a, 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 a more strategic view than right. Sinclair really was. Right. Sinclair's training as a fighter pilot makes him much more tactical, doesn't it? I think so. Right. Much more. Uh, He's he's more responding mm-hmm. than shaping what's going on, trying to trying to turn circumstance to his advantage. Uh, yes. Where Sheridan, by contrast, even with a crew <clears throat> that does not know him, is able to get them to act. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, in accordance with his plan, which. L- looks like a sure loser, right? Oh, sure. Yeah. The pilots yet, that he had out there are like, <clears throat> what do you right. mean, you know, don't engage? You know, they're, they're right. really questioning what's going on here. And it, it right, right. you know, it takes, it takes a confidence and it takes a leadership, um, that I don't think that, uh, Jeffrey Sinclair would have been able to muster to, to give that kind of command and make it stick. I don't think he would have ever given the command. No. Right, because it would not have occurred to him. Mm-hmm. The episode would not have been written that way. Right. Because it would have it would have obligated Sinclair to 
make decisions that now, if it were Sinclair, we would be saying, he's never shown any any willingness to do that in the past. Mm-hmm. Who is this person? Right. 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 Why all of a sudden is he doing it this way? Yeah. Right, and, and we he would be the one out there recording in the pilot, you know, wondering how much of the episode had to be rewritten to to accommodate Sheridan instead of Sinclair. Right, uh, right. Is this the yeah, kind of that's a... plot that we even would have had if Sinclair were still on the bridge? Yeah, I mean, if if Michael O'Hare were going to stay on, mm-hmm. right? And you wanted this Mimbari souls reborn in human bodies reveal, mm-hmm. right? You probably have to pivot around the notion that Sinclair is the is the most favored human of all humans. Mm-hmm. And you sort of probably need to tell it as like the Bimbari faction that favored stopping the war mm-hmm. is getting support from Sinclair yeah. in a way that puts him out of sorts with with Earth people. Maybe you have to bring in like Ron Canada again mm-hmm. with the Tragati, or you know, you have to have yeah. some kind of some kind of a standoff like that where where Sinclair seems to <clears throat> Sinclair acts in the way that he would, mm-hmm. which is sort of egalitarian. But that becomes read by the new administration on Earth as, uh, you know, kind of Mimbari-centered, right? Yeah. And, and you know, it probably goes something like that, if you tell the story at all, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> Maybe you just decide, well, that's an episode that we're just going to have to, yeah. you know. Yeah, I don't know if, if this was written more around Sheridan's background as being hated by... The, right. And especially this this uh, you know self exiled warrior caste group sure, who sure. refused to acknowledge the surrender. Uh, sure, you know that it seems like it's tailor made to you know to try to play into Sheridan's play into the expectations of how Sheridan's going to behave um, in order to trigger this war. Um, that that I don't think they would have I don't think they would have been able to pull off this kind of trick. And would they even have attempted it if if it had still been Sinclair? Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I think I think I I think I take your point. I don't think they would have even tried. Yeah. I mean, I certainly, don't, I, don't, they, I don't know what they would have done instead, but I don't think they would have tried this. Certainly, they they this, these same people, this the Trigadi crew would would have had a, a serious hate on for Sinclair as as well. Oh, absolutely. Since he was the one, you know, there's something about him that ended this war, and, and, and we don't know what it is, but we still hate it. Well, you know, and, and maybe given that, you could, you could make this episode just like the one we watched and, 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 and do it with just Sinclair hatred. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, maybe that's, yeah. maybe that is enough. Mm-hmm. But we, we definitely see that level of, you know, the level of leadership, a different kind of approach to a problem. Um, we'd complained a couple of times about Sinclair's victories seeming unearned, that he just kind of pulls out of nowhere this legal knowledge to stop the strike or, or that kind of thing. Um, but really, Sheridan is, is, is working, the, like I said, the bigger strategic picture. Um, so we get that, that kind of aspect of him. Um, he's, he's definitely more, um, he's more affable, I think, as much as, as we'd said, Sinclair tried to be everybody's friend. 
Um, right. I think that Sheridan comes on, comes off as more friendly, you know, from, from minute one. There's a certain hail fellow well met quality about him, isn't there? Yeah, definitely. And, yeah. and, and part of that is that, you know, we have that relationship, that, the relationship that he has with Ivanova. Um, so, which I think was, was a very good idea in putting that into the, you know, into the story that gives us, that gives us, a, uh, the viewer an insight that, okay, we can trust this guy, you know, if, if right, if because she's so untrust, she's so untrusting. Yes. Right. That, that if she is at ease with him immediately. Yep. Well, then we should be too. Yeah, it would be a very different show. And I think much more of a 2017, 2018 kind of show to have this new guy come on and, you know, who is this? And, and, you know, what do we think of him? Do we trust him? It'd be, it'd be you know, a lot like, like the last Jedi, you know, a new commanding yeah, officer right. comes on and, you know, are we, are we lining up behind this guy or what? But, but fortunately we have, uh, we have Ivanova's uh, lens to see him through that, oh, he's, you know, he's a good captain. He's a, he's you know, responsible. He's, you know, someone that we can trust. Um, and, and it's, it's good that we have that because we, we don't get the usual parading around to all the ambassadors because nobody's here. Right, um, right, there's, right. There's really, in this episode, there's really, there's no interaction with any of the rest of our, of our regular, you know, cast and crew, you know, folks out there. Londo right. is the only one who's, who's, active and he doesn't show up in the episode you know yeah exactly Delenn's still exactly. in a cocoon jakar's away um garibaldi's still in a coma he doesn't right. he doesn't interact with franklin um it's really only it's only ivanova and lanier are the only ones that we see him you know even interacting with at all in here yeah sure um yeah no kosh yeah well not that kosh is ever yeah. very you know, he's not he's not a good mirror for for uh, that, that, yeah. getting yeah. A, a, noted a, a, noted blabbermouth Kosh yeah, exactly. absent from yeah. first episode of season two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but um, I'm, I'm going to put a I'm going to put a pause right in here, and we're going to uh, hop into a new season two uh, feature of of the oh, podcast that I've never told John about yet. Um, oh, you do this to me all the time. I do. Well, you know, the, usually I love it. The IMDb. Cor- Sometimes I'm horrified. Go, the IMDb go, corner go, has, has run its has run its course. Um, the what has run its course? The IMDb corner. What? Okay, fine. I've still got one of those. Robert Foxworth. Okay, go. We're gonna talk now about the Ivanova hair watch. Okay. Okay. Ivanova. Dun, dun, dun. Hair watch. Hair watch. Uh, Ivanova starts off this episode at what I'm calling uh, level Omega hair. <laughs> Um, it is tightly, tightly pulled back, you know, and braided two big leather, um, you know, braid bands around it. It is the most severe Ivanova look. And because everything is, everything is hitting the fan at the same time yeah, for right, her and right. everything is really, really terrible. Um, you know, we, and we see that communicated in Ivanova's hair. Yeah. So, so, and we're calling of, that, we're calling that, uh, Omega. I'm. I'm calling it Omega level. Got that's, it. That's, Got it. you know. Not ultraviolet. That's, that's where it, but Omega. I, you know, I thought about doing a color code, but I, I like the, I like the Greek scale. It gives them, you know. Okay. So we're on, we're on level Omega. Yeah. She certainly yeah. was at, at Omega <clears throat> to the max at the beginning. Yeah. <clears throat> and at the very end of the episode, you know, she's, she no longer has the responsibility of being in control of the station. Right. 
It's been handed over to someone whom she trusts. Yes. A situation has been resolved adequately, and they're relaxing in the, the, the jazz bar. Yeah, the um, new jazz bar, right? The new, new set. The season yep. two jazz got, bar. Yeah. This is Earhart's, isn't it? Is that what it's I called? I think so, I, yes. I seem to remember reading it uh, somewhere. Yeah. And, and here I, I have her classified as in a hair level alpha yes she's gone to the opposite end of the spectrum yes. it's 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 not tied back at all it's got some extra curl in it it's 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 more in uh more in a you know she's of course she's in civilian you know digs but uh that is we've got our relaxed uh relaxed ivanova here so we yeah. see we see both ends of the of the hair spectrum right um and we'll continue to see sort of the the tone of the show as communicated through her hairstyle, um, which we'll be pointing out in every episode of uh, season two until we see our listenership dropping uh, right, precipitously right, right. and which will will retire this really tired uh, bit. I was going to raise that uh, that hairdo at Earhart's. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, Cla- Claudia Christian, if you if you if you want to slang her. People will get her on that on sometimes her shoutiness, right? And we saw a little bit of that right at the beginning of this episode, right? Um, if, oh, sure. if, if they, if they, if they, in other words, if they're sort of not disposed to her, then they'll kind of they'll kind of slang her on that. What I think you have to give her credit for, no matter what you uh, you know your perspective is, and I'm a big Claudia Christian fan, is mm-hmm. she has an exceptionally expressive face. Oh, very much and so. Yeah. Yeah. And she can move across a, a, a range of emotions mm-hmm. in very little time with very little, quote, work in her face, right? Mm-hmm. And yet, you know, there's something that's kind of tense and sort of bound up and it's that sort of old Ivanova that we mm-hmm. see at the beginning of the episode before she yep. gets confident in Sheridan. You see a little bit of that in the, um, uh, you know, in the command dome, right? When yep. he's not letting them do what seems obvious because he's got a plan, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> a plan which, by the way, um, he was under no obligation to share with his crew and which you'll notice his crew carried out without giving him any kind of guff and trying to attack him and giving him all sorts of grief and all sorts of difficulty. Well, you know, in their defense, uh, Ivanova had been commanding them for but the last what eight or ten days or something like that. Oh, and, and she was clearly question uh, Ivanova uh, uh, is, mad. Is, is, yeah, is, yeah. You don't question her, or you you are dead. Right. So yes, commanding officer says do something. I'm going to do that thing yeah, right, right now. Right. 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 Um, um, so they 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 probably have you know PTSD from eight days of Ivanova in command. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and uh, when she's at ease, she conveys. Uh, you know, that high level of at ease. Yes. As well, you know, yeah. and I don't think that, I don't think that everyone employed on that program is, uh, it, you know, is as skilled as, as she is at that. And that's something that, yeah. that, that, that uh, Bruce Boxleitner is good at, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's, he's very warm. He's, he's very warm and, and very likable and very approachable. And, you know, he, that's, that's conveyed. I, you know, a lot of the lines that he has in this episode, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't picture Michael O'Hare delivering. Yeah, right, um, right. You know, at all uh, successfully. Um, so I, I, you know, I think I think he's a 
he's a very different commander. Yes. Um, I think that, and he's a very different actor. Yes. Um, you know, and, and he's not dealing with the same kinds of issues that unfortunately Michael O'Hare was, which caused his, yes, his right, right, departure from right, the show. Right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it, it'll be interesting to think, you know, as we go forward now, how would Sinclair have reacted in the situation differently, you know, and, but, but really it's, it's, it's an academic exercise because, you know, now we're moving right ahead with Sheridan and, and, uh, and, and, you know, and we'll see what, what transpires as a result of that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the next, uh, the next couple of episodes coming in this season are packed with content. So yes. we'll have, we'll have a lot of Sheridan to talk about, but mm-hmm. we'll have a lot of other things to talk about, uh, you know, as well. I think that uh, we probably want to put some Sheridan evaluation reflection questions up on the Facebook group. Yeah, let's let's do that. And and you know, granted, this is the first time we're seeing him, but as I said, I think people, you know, are probably familiar with his arc at this point, uh, and you can probably make make judgments on him, you know, not just based on this one episode, but but yeah, evaluating him in in the context that we did last season of talking about the you know the great starship captains, you know, captain figures of sci-fi television and, and film, yep. um, kind of seeing where he, where he falls, what are his strengths. We'll, we'll throw some things out there, go out and, uh, and take a look for that post and we'll, yep. um, we'll, we'll, that'll generate some, uh, sure. some good discussion and we'll probably be bouncing back to this in the next couple of episodes. A very quick point that I'll just add that I, I appreciated that there was an attempt to give him a spiritual dimension, mm-hmm. you know, that conversation about the Dalai Lama. You know, yes. as being, you know, a young person, et cetera. You know, I thought, mm-hmm. oh, okay, that's a nice, that's a nice piece of writing, mm-hmm. right? To give us just this sort of sense that, you know, this is a person who, you know, he may be interpreted by the Mimbari as some sort of murderous, you know, <clears throat> villain. But in fact, mm-hmm. he's, he's a very complicated character, right? And yeah, and I, I like yeah. that, you know, to give us mm-hmm. enough of that complexity in... In episode one, the first time we see him, it's not even a two-parter, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you think about think about complexity or depth of understanding of a character within mm-hmm. the first couple of hours. If the, if the character is a commander, okay, mm-hmm. or is the sort of the star or the viewpoint character, we knew nothing about Jean-Luc Picard after Encounter at Four. Oh, no. And frankly, we knew even less three hours. You know, the first, those first three or four episodes of TNG were so bad that we knew nothing about him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We knew a fair amount about Ben Sisko. Oh, yeah. Right? Well, we... we knew a lot about Ben Sisko. Virtually yeah. nothing about Catherine Janeway. Mm-hmm. Um, and a, a lot about, a lot about uh, you know, Bill Adama. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. So, you know, it's like... Well, wh- a fair amount about Jeffrey Archer. A fair amount about Jeffrey Archer, yeah. Yeah, I'd sort of put Archer sort of almost as you're as your right in the middle. We, I think we got the, we, we got the right amount there. Yeah, you know, yeah. It was a good balance of, of, you know, what do we need to know about this person's, you know, background, personality. Um, you know, we don't get a... We, well, we get some about about, uh, Sh- about Sheridan's background. We don't know anything about his, about his wife yet. That yep. doesn't come up until the next episode. Yep, yep. Um, all we know is that, you know, military, you know, starship commander, the, the, the little bits, you know, some about his personality, the spiritual aspect, the, the lover of history. Yeah, he's, he's, he's well read, Mm -hmm. you know, he's articulate, he's got a, he's got a sense of what a commander is supposed to do, Mm -hmm. right? He's got his, uh, 
his kind of luck charms and things like that, you know. Yep. Um, he's got his quirks and his foibles. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a pretty dandy character, you know. Yeah. I remembered when this came out thinking, oh, big change, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But thinking, Bruce Boxleitner, really? I mean, at the time, it was like, come on. You know, he's a, he's a lightweight. You know, Scarecrow and Mrs. King stuff. You know, he's like, no, no, he's supposed to have a martini in one hand and a daiquiri in the yeah. other. Yeah, I never watched Scarecrow and Mrs. King. You know, I think my mom liked it. Yeah, but, right. right. It's uh, not a show know, was, that we would it, watch. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, I, I was dubious, too. But, uh, you know, he 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 really grabbed me right from the right yeah. from this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From this one time. So yeah. good, good addition to the show. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think we can say that confidently 25 years later. Yeah. Just as you say. Yes. 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 Um, let's, we, you'd mentioned talking about the, the Mimbari, the, the big Mimbari reveal that, that Linear delivers. Yes. And I think we, we need to spend some time on that. Yeah. Um, uh, that the reason that they, that they surrendered is that the, oh, they found that, that Mimbari souls are being born into, into humans. Um, right. Which you know, we they kind of danced around and, and, and hidden the reasoning completely behind it in the first season. Um, and I thought it was very strange that they that, that, that Straczynski just decided at this point to just come out and all right, we're just going to lay this all out on the table. Boom, right here. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if it was a change in his thinking about the structure of where the show was going, that instead of trickling that information out slowly. OK, look, you know. I'm going to tell you this information because the Grey Council has told me to tell you this information. I'm just going to lay it all out for you. Yeah. Um, it it really seemed like he was that Straczynski in writing it was uh, had shifted gears or had had decided to to take a very different approach right. to this mystery. Right. Yeah. It's it's it does feel a bit like he like maybe he lost his nerve a little bit. Right. Like mm. like oh. No, I think I've got to. I can't. I can't be introducing a new captain and having this thing holding yeah. over until the November sweeps week. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna dump it, mm-hmm. so that I can focus on other things I want to do with this new character. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so it feels a bit like a, you know, what was that uh, that great Warner Brothers cartoon where the cartoonist is screwing around with Daffy Duck, right? Duck Muck, right? Yes. You know, and he's like, yeah, you know. This is a close. This is stinker. This is a close up. A close up, you yeah. jerk. A close up. Right. Yep. And it's yeah, like yeah. Th- this is you. This doesn't feel like it was the right. It was we. We shouldn't know this this way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Le- Lanier was and, speaking as though he knew this from 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 jump from from the moment it had happened. And yeah, and I had that note. That you know, why did Lanier know this? Why did Lanier know this? Right. And and I mean, he says I was told by you know, by the council to tell you this. Yes. Uh, but it, but it really is delivered as if, okay, this is something that, yeah, we all know. Yeah. You know, this I, is, this is pretty. Yeah. And, and sure, I mean, sure. Delenn might've told him it, it at some point, but it certainly doesn't seem like he would be in the position to know this kind of information that they're still keeping, you know, secret at, at the public level. Right. Um, yeah. It just, it didn't, it was super interesting as a piece of plot, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but, in a in delivery, it was like, what just happened? Yeah, right. I wonder if it was if if Straczynski had pl- long term plans for this reveal to be like this was a Sinclair thing. 
Yeah, I mean, clearly, for sure. Yeah, you know, it's a Sinclair thing. And ends like, well, my vehicle for delivering this information is no longer there, so I may as well just, just sort of, I don't know what, I don't know how to, you know, move past this block. You know, we've we've in in our writing and our creative uh, endeavors, you occasionally you get to a point where you're like, I just don't know how to get past this point. Yep. Well, I guess I'll just dump the. I'm just going to get know. past it. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's like the Raymond Chandler thing where instead of having, you know, two goons with guns come in and start shooting up the room, you have someone to start delivering a speech. Right, right, right. It's, right. it's a very Straczynski uh, kind of approach to to getting around a writer block. But, you know, yeah. you know, let, let, let's break it, break it down a little bit. OK, yeah, we got two problems, don't we? We've mm-hmm. got the problem of the reveal that it feels like a data dump. And we've got the problem that the reveal is coming from Lanier. Mm-hmm. Okay, at least I, I view that as a problem. The first, the first, the second problem you you resolve by having one of these Mimbari guest stars, yeah. you know, saying this should have been shared with you by Delenn, but Delenn made decisions in the way that Delenn makes decisions. And yeah, it I mean, has you've left, got somebody else from the Grey Council that's there. That's correct. He's not admitting that's he's correct, on the council, right? but he's, yeah. yeah. So you, you need to know this, right? Mm-hmm. And that maybe he's telling Sheridan and Ivanova with reluctance, right? I'm not really sure. But you don't have Lanier deliver the message because it doesn't feel authentic to Lanier's character, right? Mm-hmm. And once you make that decision, then the first decision, how does this not become a data dump? Once you've got someone else who's telling it with reluctance, cultural reluctance, mm-hmm. right? And who feels maybe a little awkward. Are these humans judging me because these, this sounds like, like Fruit Loop Land. This is right? definitely this, space elf. This is space weird, elf nonsense, you know, hippie, right? Yeah. be crap. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, that maybe you could have gotten over. Mm. Right? Maybe. Yeah. Um, for for because you need you need to have that information at this point yes in order to to make the situation with the Trigadi resolve yes you yes know, they don't know this you know um, although I think you probably could have wrapped up that story without it because the, the Trigadi crew didn't know right right so do you really even need that information now and that goes back to my point about kind of maybe just a decision on Straczynski's part that there's just so much coming that I just, I don't want to carry this as a piece of hidden knowledge anymore, you know? I got to clear the decks now because, you know, because the the shadows are going to start blowing stuff up left and right next episode. And, uh, you know, I got to make room for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. This, This was a very interesting prefatory... Uh, piece of oh, what's what's going on here, right? Yeah. But now, now we're 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 out of the the uh, the the novella that starts the the you know the trilogy, so to speak. Now we're into the real thing, and yeah, this episode really you know compared to to um, Chrysalis last week and Revelations coming next week, oh, week episode. Yeah, uh, this is almost a this is a breather. As tense as things are yes. here, you know, this is still a, this is a down, this is downtime. Yeah, yeah, th- yeah, that's this a is, good this point. This is as much downtime right? as we're going to get. Yeah, this is actually downtime. Yeah, because what's coming? 
over the next handful of episodes is like it's 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 the anti sargasso sea. It's like being in a turbine. Yeah. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I, you know, look, I'm glad that we know it. Yep. And I hope that it is used as a way to strengthen and deepen the linear character mm-hmm. who I have always loved. And I think that we see we see a linear presenting himself very differently. I am an agent of the Mimbari people and their their millennium uh, 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 aged culture. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, he was speaking like an ambassador. Right. 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 <clears throat> and and I wish he'd gotten more opportunity for that. Yeah, totally. You know, we get we get sort of a glimpse of it here. Um, but, you know, spoilers, we're we're going to get Delenn out of her cocoon next week, <laughs> next episode. Really? Oh, well, but again, if this were a 2018 show, you know, potentially she could be in there for like half a season. Yeah, right, right. Um, you know, and and that would give Lanier more room to grow and breathe. Um, yeah. And He'd might make to, for right? interesting dynamic. Yeah, yeah. Make, instead, he's just kind of like lighting candles and watering her plants, you know, almost every time we see him. Yes. Here. So it's, yeah. And then delivering, you know, delivering his, you know, data dump. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think well, uh uh if you if you compare this to Midnight on the Firing Line, season 1 episode 1, which was a good which episode. Which was a good episode, right? This is But has I think got, this is much stronger. This is much stronger, right? Um you've got a bit um, a bit. You've got enough of what I was saying we should have gotten in the first two mm-hmm. or three episodes of season one with Sheridan kind of, okay, now I know the, okay, I know these, and I kind of get this, and all right, so yeah. I'm kind of seeing my way around, and we get to kind of reconnect with those things, right? Mm-hmm. He, gets to, he gets to be captain, he gets to be star killer, he gets to be... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he, mentor and friend. Mentor and friend, you, you know. know. He gets yep. to be human, yep. he gets to be... He gets to be a diplomat who has an appreciation of what it meant to be a warrior and why it's mm-hmm. not great to still be one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. A lot of subtlety. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, you know, well launched into season two. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, folks, you know, if you're, wa- if, if you're watching this program along with us, let us know on the Facebook group. I'm totally keen to know if there is actually anyone who's watching B5 for the first time. For the first time. And Mm -hmm. listening along with us as they're watching it the first time. You've got a couple of dynamite episodes coming. So be excited because the next two in particular, I think they're going to give us a lot to talk about and a lot to be excited about. Well, good. I think you're know, looking at the looking at the clock. I think that's bringing us to a wrap here. Indeed. Anything else you want to add in about our about points of departure? No, um, I'll come back to wanting to discuss the Agamemnon as a piece of ship design. Uh, oh, yeah, yes. I want to do. We'll do that down the road. Okay. Yeah. Because we've got yeah, we've got yeah, a couple we... of things coming that will make it more fruitful to have a conversation mm-hmm. about uh, to go back into ship design, CGI, mm-hmm. right? Because the technology is yep. advancing so quickly, right? That yeah. you can already see differences. 
Right. And so we probably want to talk about that when we've had a little bit more visual effect work that we've seen. Yep. We'll get some good Narn ship stuff next week. Yep. Uh, and, uh, and, and things will keep coming along. And as you say, the, te- the, the, the technology in the nineties for this, uh, these graphics are, are improving, you know, daily yeah, just right, about. Right, so, right. oh, but the Agamem- I, I, I love the earth capital ship design. Yeah. You know, it, it, it has, it almost has that, um, I know you're not a, a, a Warhammer 40 K person, but their, their capital ships are like cathedrals in space yeah, right. and there are these and and it's like oh it's 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 close to that uh close to that element that i i really really dig yeah um there's awesome there's uh uh there, there's a lot of great aesthetic integrity in the warhammer universe mm-hmm. right so even though i even though i don't play warhammer i i mm-hmm. look at i look at their content right mm-hmm. and i'm like i I, lo- I love the aesthetics of it yeah, you know, and I can I can the, I can the, tell the when when I'm looking at one set of factional content mm-hmm. and an entirely different one, right? Oh sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, I think we're uh, I think Chris we're well launched back into uh, yep. back into B five back into season two starting well with yeah. um, and with this episode. And and assuming that that we can get you your health back, then we'll uh, we'll be in good stead for the rest of the uh, rest of the season. You know, now, folks, uh, uh, get get your flu shot out there uh in in podcast land uh this is a bad season you know take care of yourselves yeah you know drowsy fever you don't it's not something to mess with no 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 no. No. um but let us know uh your thoughts about uh, the introduction of captain sheridan anything else you want to let us know about um best place to to reach us is through the facebook uh, page we definitely have a lot of good stuff happening there you can email us at the name of the pod at gmail.com um, and, uh, we hope to, you'll tune in and listen, tune in, tune, tune in. How in. old am I? Yeah. We hope you will download and listen to us uh, again next week. We, we hope you'll set uh, your when, vicar up to, uh, to make it possible to yeah. hear us next time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, scan the sky for the smoke signals related to our show. Um, you know, next week we've got revelations, uh, where we'll get presumably a lot of revelations. revelations about yeah, things. exactly. All right. All right. See you soon. Right, talk folks. to you then, John. Okay. Bye.